during the giving, talking about the offering. And the beautiful thing is that the the core of our of our Christian values or when we think about Christ is is the response to need. This morning we've heard about the beautiful work being done in India and again we're asked to respond to a need. I find that because of what the last year has been like there is so much talk about need what people need and I, I don't know about you sometimes we run a risk of getting cold and disconnected because there's so much around us. And this morning I thought let's have a think about our our reaction when there is a need or when uh there is a call for us to step up as Christians. I love the beautiful uh work and thank you uh Joshua for for that re um scripture that you read this morning where it talks about Jesus feeding the 5000 and if you have your bible with you this morning I'll just suggest that you sort of look at it and uh even after today's service just ask the holy spirit to help you to look at how Jesus responded there I know that some of the needs that we've been talking about we've talked this morning about mission india there might even be some needs around your immediate community you might be someone who has seen an elderly man down your street who needs help carrying his shopping it could be a woman who uh is where you work who clearly is struggling to feed her children is it someone who um works where you work and that person seems to be the the target of awful jokes at work whether it's because of his looks because of his accent could it be a a girl in your class or a boy in your class who is struggling to settle because they feel different that we're being pulled everywhere there is a need there's something and sometimes like i said we can get fatigued by it So I thought to myself how do we learn as Christians to constantly respond to this needs knowing that this is what God expects us to do I thought the best teacher would be Jesus how how else can I learn how to constantly have this desire to respond to people's needs and passion Jesus was on this earth for about 33 years and in those 33 years he had three main years of mission where he was constantly constantly met with the needs of people in different ways people that were ill there were times that he had to someone died and he had to raise the dead and he did so so much this morning i want to ask us this question what is happening around you what is god doing in your world how can you engage or keep engaged in what God is doing. I use the word engage and keep engaged because Jesus kept being engaged. This morning uh Joshua read Matthew 14 verse 13 to 21. And one of the things that he read I loved where he talks, you know, we read about Jesus feeding the 5000 and I want us to stop and think about before he fed the 5000 what 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 things what processes did Jesus go through um and I'm glad that 
um, Joshua mentioned it this morning. I mean, he might, he could have just had this preach where he said before Jesus even did all of that, he was going through a time of sorrow himself because he had just been told that his cousin had been killed. And he wasn't just killed, he was beheaded. And the Bible says that Jesus' reaction was uh, he needed space to go away and grief because something had happened to him. And I would sort of read that part very quickly again. Verse 12 says, Jesus, um, Josh, um, sorry, John's disciples went into the prison and carried John's body and buried it. And he says, then they left to find Jesus and tell him what had happened. On hearing this, the Bible says Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. He needed to grieve something had happened to him. Um, I don't know if you know the story. This was his cousin, but this wasn't just his cousin. This was someone who, when Jesus, um, Jesus' mom and um, John Baptist's mom, Elizabeth, sort of, uh, um, if I could say in our world now, almost like NT NCT partners, they, they were doing this um, antenatal clinics and stuff. They must have spent time together. There is a chance that they would have met. This was someone he knew, not only by his cousin. And at that time, even Jesus's mom would have been grieving. What happens to Jesus? If you look at verse 13, he says, and when the crowds discovered he had sailed away. So he, there were people that were just needed Jesus's attention. It says, but when he saw the disciples, they said they emerged from all the nearby towns and followed him by foot. They were, um, well, you know, following, they, need, they had a need. When people have a need, it's where can I get this need? Where can I get the response? And people knew at the time that Jesus would be able to respond to what their needs were. Later that afternoon, the disciples said, so Jesus in verse 14, it says, so when Jesus landed, he had a huge crowd waiting for him. Seeing so many people, I love this. He says, his heart was deeply moved with compassion. I think I would suggest this morning that the reason why Jesus was constantly meeting people's need was compassion. It wasn't something in the head. It was something that affected him. And we would look a bit more at what compassion is. But before that, if you have your Bible, and we won't read this, but I want you to go and look at the scripture in Luke John, where Jesus talks about the parable of the Good Samaritan. If you look at it, it talks about the fact that a man was beaten. And I love the, the way the scripture explains. It says he was half dead. And again, Amy mentioned it this morning. Two people had gone past this man who was ha half dead. And there was one man, the good Samaritan, stopped to help him. And the Bible says again, if you looked at it, it says he was moved by compassion. I think I would say that compassion will be the thing that makes you look away sometimes like Jesus did from your sorrow and what's difficult for you. Compassion is the thing that stops a man. The good Samaritan was going to, he was going somewhere. And if you read that scripture, not only did he stop because compassion stopped him to do something that nobody else would have done, 
the Bible actually says that he takes the man and he does his first aid to get him there, took him to the hotel and then says to the man at the hotel, please, can you look after this guy for me? Here is money. Now, I know that he had somewhere he was going to because he continued his journey. Compassion stopped him from going from his journey to look after someone and go. So what is compassion? What is this thing that fueled Jesus for three years where he constantly, even in his own grief and his own need for his, his time and his love and, and love from God and everything, he put it aside. It was compassion. You know, the biblical concept of compassion I love, it says it's the feeling of the parent for a child. I love that. I love that because also Isaiah 49, 15, it says, it's, I love the way it describes it. It says, can a mother forget the baby at the breast and have no compassion on the child she bore? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. That is God's compassion. Um, I love another expression. It says, the Bible places compassion. It says, a seat of sympathetic emotion in the bowels is something that goes before beyond your head and moves something within you actually it says it fuels an act of kindness and mercy compassion a form of love is aroused within us when we we're confronted with those who suffer or are vulnerable actually what i also love about compassion is it kicks and pushes us into action. Compassion will not see a need, will not see a vulnerability and move on. It would always act. Now let's go back to the story about Jesus where he feeds the 5,000. And by the way, I love, I know we always say he feeds the 5,000. Actually, he fed more than 5,000. He says he fed 5,000 men. But if we go back to verse 14, Jesus sees this people and his disciples then say to him, these people have been with you for a long time. They must be hungry by now. And they say, <laughs> it's getting dark and the people are hungry, but there's nothing to eat here in this dis desolate place. They say to Jesus, you sh we should send them away to the nearby village so they can buy themselves some food. Again, in compassion, Jesus says to them, they don't need to leave. Jesus responded, you can give them something to eat. I bet his disciples were thinking, what is wrong with you? We've only got five loaves of bread here and two fish. How can we feed all these people? It doesn't make sense. Um, and Jesus goes, let me have them. What I wanted to think us to think about today are three things. One, there is a need. Two, Jesus is moved by compassion. And I love the fact that Jesus' compassion moves him to action. But when there is a need and there is compassion and our compassion moves us to action, something happens, the miraculous happens. The miraculous in this case is that Jesus is able to feed 5,000 adult uh, men 
And beyond that, I love the fact that they're even able to have a takeaway. There is a need. Jesus is moved by compassion. His compassion moves him to action and he feeds 5,000 plus people who later are able to take away. But I want us to see something. What Jesus does, does not just feed 5,000 plus people, but what he does, he gives us the gospel of the good news so that we can do the same. From that scripture that we have read, we're able to see what as Christian, an example of our Christ, us being Christ-like would do to us if we respond to what Jesus does. He now, I can't count how many billions of Bibles are in the world that people can read and see this example of Jesus. So for me, I think the miracle of Jesus continues and it doesn't stop. I will go back again uh, to the Good Samaritan. He meets someone and he gives him a first aid and he says, look, I've got to, in him, there is something that's different in him that sadly, even as the Bible describes the first two people that sees the man who's half dead on the road and walks past him and move on, the, 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 the thing that triggers the difference between him, even though when you look at the history of what a Samaritan is, is someone who is of different, it talks, um, is it, different identities or different uh, from different groups. But then the first person who goes past is a Jewish man. In fact, the next one, the Bible calls a religious man, but they still do not move. The Samaritan moves. Why did I bring this up? Because actually for you and I this morning, compassion is a thing. And I, I, I looked at it, I read it. The Bible says actually compassion is what moves God to do things for you and I. Compassion is something, a seed that God has planted in every Christian. If you and I believe what Genesis says, where it says that in creation, God says, the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit says, let's create man in my image and in my likeness. There is a seed of compassion in you and I, whether we're Christians or non-Christian. So if you're listening to me this morning and you're saying, well, I, I don't get this Jesus yet. There's still no excuses. You have that seed of compassion in you. If you're looking at me this morning and you're saying, actually, I have a lot going on. Nobody's going to say or nobody's going to undermine what you have going on. But we're saying even in his pain, Jesus had compassion. Compassion is that seed of God in us that pops up when we see a need irrespective of where we're at. What is it this morning that is happening around you? You and I, an army raised by Christ for action. And that action, whether in response to Mission India this morning, whether it's in response to the man down the street in your area this morning, whether it's in response to the need of someone who the world might feel is important or not important, you have a place to, a part to play. I will leave us with three questions. Where are the needs around you? Will you allow God 
to stare compassion in your heart. That compassion that makes you move, that makes something within you move in response to what is happening around you. Because remember, we have seen this morning that Jesus always moves when there are needs around him. That scripture we've read, it talks about the fact that Jesus moved with compassion and he healed people. And I love this. He didn't just heal people, he fed people because of compassion. And what did Jesus do? He took the things that he had in his hands. What do you have in your hands? What is your five loaf and what two fish do you have in your hands this morning? It's not how big it is or how small it is, is what you do with it that matters. What action can you take to access the miraculous possibilities around you? What potential are you carrying that God could make good use of this morning? I love what was said this morning, that in our giving, it sometimes is financial. and Sometimes we're good with financial stuff and we need to think beyond that. Some of us are good with other things and we need to let that kick into our finances also. But let the focus not be just what am I going to give because that starts from the head. Let the focus be of and be triggered by compassion because what compassion will do is what is the need before me? I would just read this very, something I've just written very quickly. I've said, what miraculous possibilities are there around you that you need to give attention to? Allowing the compassion in your heart to be stared and take you into action. I pray that in the little that we have heard today, that God kicks us up and lets us start something.